What's up, Ding Dongs? It's right time for the, the Side Talks Podcast. Right out the gate. Right out of the gate. You know what we need on this one? What? I'm sorry to be so musical lately, Brad, and make you really have to plug around on the computer, but I think we need a little 3IB. I'm done. You know that Crystal Mess song? <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun, Who doesn't? Dun, dun. How does it go? Bum, bum, you, okay. You're talking about Semi-Charmed Life? Yes. Um, bop, 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 do, do you remember? I, I don't know if you see. Have you seen the movie Game Night, where yes. Rachel McAdams is dancing around with a loaded gun that yes. she thinks is fake, I think it's, singing "Semi Life"? Yeah, it's it's that movie rules. It's great, and she's great in it. And that that song, that scene with that song is is hilarious. Anyway, um, this is I know, a side talks podcast. I know more of the lyrics to "Semi Charmed Life" than I care to admit. I understand that. I is there a three IB podcast out there anywhere in the world? There's pro- yeah, probably be. there right. must probably. Be. It just the episodes are two minutes each. <laughs> so anyway, we're here to talk not about three IB, not about crystal meth, Which, not about um, semi charmed lives. Uh, well, we we could. <laughs> um, we're we're here to talk Redirect. about cinema. Um, and which sometimes has to do with those topics, but, That's true. but oftentimes does not. That's true. Anyway, uh, let's, anyway, let's talk I'm about movies. Rachel Morgan, that's Corey Craft, and yeah, we'll talk about cinema stuffs. What's this shit? Did you like that? That had effects on it. It's from a it's great like a distance. Doppler effect. Yeah. How's that? A- okay, you ready for it? I am. I'm going to hit you with the film scene. I'm going to tell you right now that this is the beginning of the film. Okay. I'm going to describe it. I've only seen two minutes of it, but it's the first two minutes. I'm going to describe it. You're going to try to guess it. We're going to see if you got it right. The last time we did this, you got it wrong. Yeah, because... Burn. Sick burn. Yeah, because it was a movie made <laughs> after uh, 2005 starring John Cusack. I don't So wanna, you can't... You got to forgive me for having missed I don't want any excuses. On, oh, any excuses. This thing opens up with aerial shots of Los Angeles. Cool. And it's... Is that song, California, yes. playing in the background? Yes. What? Yes, it is. <laughs> California. <laughs> Not even joking. Jesus Do you know what this Christ. is? No. I think that's just the, the I mean, hackiest yes, it shit. It is. Okay. It's, it, I mean, it's like, and here's the best part. Not only do you see shots of L.A. Uh-huh. and all the stuff, you know, you see the little the hot dog place and all the famous restaurants and a little bit on Melrose and California, it's playing. Yep, yep. yep. But then on the screen comes text that says San Bernardino, California. Uh huh. Great. So I mean, if you don't know we're in California, you are stoned to the bone, which I think <laughs> is the point here. So then we cut into some close-ups on the streets of California. Okay. And it is a truck. That is a pool cleaning truck. Yeah, I know what this is. I just saw this movie. This is a recent movie. Okay, so I just want to... Can we just stop? Stop. Pause for one second. Corey knows, really just based on some aerial shots of LA... Because I just watched this hacky uh, bullshit. What is it? It's Day Shift, the Jamie Foxx fighting vampires movie. That's right. Jesus Christ. I didn't even have to get to the point where a very famous gentleman is cleaning a pool and pulls like a possum-y kind of thing out of the pool in a net and... Did then, you finish watching this movie? No, I only watched the first few minutes. Did he get to the vampires yet? I got to the point where he's in he's in the he sort of suits up and they do that whole Evil Dead yeah some reference editing reference to Evil Dead. He goes in the house and then he meets the old lady 
zombie and he blows her away. He, well, he actually just shoots an old lady is what you think at first. And then she crinkles but she's, and yeah, turns she's into a, a zombie. She's a spooky vampire yeah, like, who like comes after him. Uh, yeah. The movie sucks. It's not good. You watched um, it all the way through, though. I yes. watched it all the way through because yeah, I, love I am a masochist. Um, no, so yeah, um, Jamie Foxx is a is a vampire hunter, and the the movie's like interesting conceit is that vampire hunting in a big city like L.A. is very strictly like uh, regulated by the Vampire Hunters Union. There's a bureaucracy Stop. behind it. Stop um, right now. So Jamie Foxx has to like. You know, he's kind of a lower rung vampire hunter who's on the outs with the union, so he has to kind of scrounge Stop to it. find enough vampires to kill so he can pay for his daughter to get, I don't know, braces or something like that. I'd rather watch um, this than Avatar, though. Oh, Yo, no sick way. I thought, the, I thought the graphics looked about the same. No. Special, special effects were on the same level. This movie's probably an hour shorter, but it feels about nine hours longer. Um, mm, that's a tough one. Uh, Jamie Foxx co-stars in this with Dave Frank. Uh, and uh, oh, man. Sir Snoop Dogg himself playing well, I mean, who California. else? An experienced uh, vampire hunter who smokes a lot of weed. Um, so that is actually who Snoop Dogg is. Sure, I mean, you know, why not? But it's it, the movie. You know, when I describe it like this, listeners might be like, "Oh, that kind of sounds fun," but no, it's not. It's kind of the the worst version of that. The action's not very interesting. the The dialogue is entirely like expository in nature, and there's nothing really fun about it. So I can't say I recommend Day Shift, but I will say this: uh, I'm fucking great. At what's that was this a good. Shit. You did really good. I'm gonna bat myself on the really back good. for that because I'm impressed. As soon as you said aerial shot of L.A., I was like, hmm, I wonder yeah. if it's that movie mm-hmm. Day Shift that I just watched. And yeah, with that song playing over it, I wonder how many songs start out with aerial shots of L.A. and then we hear that California song, like 90 movies. Yeah, and I think there it's, are 90 that start out with shots of the Brooklyn Bridge and then Manhattan, and it's like, welcome to New York, welcome to New York, um, welcome to New York, welcome to New York, because you can't just see something. or that you alicia to... keys song welcome to new york a concrete Our... jungle <laughs> that's where the, dreams are made of jay-z and that is not you i'm bad but that was real bad like that was not even the same world of that song what not that mean? i can get us there either well yeah um <laughs> yeah alicia keys and, and jay-z yeah and um yeah they don't license that, that license that one as much as taylor swift loves to just get the check for Welcome to New York. I feel there's a, she has a oh, separate mailbox for just that song. Yeah, I bet. Um, but you know, when that song came out, it was in every single movie for set sure. in New York. And for sure. Now that that California song has to be in every movie that takes place in L.A. Well, you got it. Good job. Yeah, you're goddamn you got right. It. I, I mean, got it. that was a double down. I will say that kind of erases your loss last week. Yeah, it should because that that movie last week, I'm still not even convinced is real. It's real. It's real. Sidewalk home video. Man, sit your ass down. Well, that is a cool intro to that. That's, That's right. A little, you know. We are in the video store right now. Okay. And I'm pulling my favorite place to be. I'm pulling a film off a shelf, and I I did. Just do an image search for a video and zoomed in video store, excuse me, from a video store from the eighties and zoomed in on the shelf and I got a film 
I was like, what can I read? That this one, this one was very pixelated, so I kind of had to just go with what, okay. what the font that was big enough to read. And so this is a very famous film, actually. Ah. But I thought, well, I'm going to be fair. It's really the only spine I can read in this shot, and so I'm going to do it. And it is The Howling from 1981. Which I just watched for the first time. I wow. think I talked very about it cool. on a, a recent episode. Um, well, not too recent as of this point. Pre-festival. But yeah, uh, Joe Dante, sort of uh, his his take on the werewolf mythos from 81, I think. Yeah, it is 81. And it stars, of course, D. Wallace. The great right? D. Wallace of E.T. and Cujo fame. Yeah, of course. And if you would, while I'm talking, could you just on your phone pull up an image of this cover? Because I do remember this cover from the video store. I, I suggest at this point, if you're not driving, doing a quick image search because the cover is really really alluring. I do remember having trouble walking past this video, wanting to rent it. It's the one, the cover that was, that was in my lifetime of at the video store is the one where they're sort of ripping through something and you can kind of see that through the rips. Yeah. It's kind it's of the theatrical cool. poster as well, or a, or a variation of the theatrical poster. It is super cool. I've got the VHS cover pulled up here. I love that. And I, I remember seeing that too, as a kid, you know, when I would sneak a peek into the horror section and get freaked out by the covers and want to rent those cover, you know, those movies, but was I, never allowed to. I, I saw it as a kid. I really haven't seen it since. You've definitely seen it more recently. I will tell you that the synopsis is after a bizarre and near deadly encounter with the serial killer, mm-hmm. a TV newswoman is sent to a remote mountain resort where residents may not be what they seem. Yeah, it's a pretty wild movie. Um, it's a cousin in a lot of ways to Videodrome. Okay. Um, in that it's kind of dealing with, you know, the effects of news media on on people and those who sort of uh, purvey sort of television news. And um, Dee Wallace at the beginning of the movie is, is kind of an undercover reporter who's putting herself in harm's way and going to like Skid Row in L.A. and visiting these porno theaters because a mysterious serial killer has contacted her. She has a run-in with this person. The cops are involved. There's kind of a, a frightening and deadly accident. And so she's forced to take some time off, and she goes to this this kind of commune out in the country yep. run by old character actors. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, John that. Carradine and um, some people like that. I was like, most people won't recognize these names, but boy, will they recognize these faces. Yeah, um, Probably, you know, older actors who at that point in their career had done some work with Roger Corman sure. and Roger Corman's production company, which is where Joe Dante got his start. Right. Um, and so he cast them here. A lot of older folks like that in this movie. And then, you know, some, some sexy ladies who are tempting D Wallace's husband um, and a lot of mustaches and eighties hair and stuff. Uh, but eventually of course the, the reveal, which is not a reveal because you rented a movie called the howling is that this commune is made up of werewolves well spoiler alert semi-spoiler alert it is called the howling uh a couple of couple of fun facts about it. well first of all it's co-written by john sales john sales who also wrote joe dante's piranha that's right um and wrote alligator around that time um and of course would go on to be <laughs> a very well-respected indie writer director of very sober and serious dramas like mate one and um eight men out and so forth he's also been to sidewalk and as he a matter has. Of fact, uh, i had a at the time i wasn't programming yet i was just on the screening committee and we had rented a bunch of us had gotten together and rented a hotel room at the redmont 
and somebody was smoking in the room and set the fire alarm off, <gasps> and John and Maggie Sales, uh, or not Maggie Sales, Maggie Renzi, Ma- Maggie Renzi, but a partner to, to John Sales, came running over, banging on the door, and helped us to, John Sales is a very tall gentleman, uh-huh. helped us to get the alarm off. So that did happen in my lifetime. Okay, so let me tell you some other things other than John Sales saving us from getting busted for somebody I won't name smoking oh, in the room. I will say I also met him on that visit when he came with that film. Um, well, he came a couple times, I think, with – I don't know if he was there for Silver City, which opened it was Classic Silver Sidewalk. City. No, that's right. This wouldn't have been Silver um, City. But when he was in town with Honey Dripper – That's right. That's what it was. Which I think he shot in Alabama. He came to the University of Alabama and met with a class that I was in. And, and cool. I got to meet him, and he was very nice. Very, very nice uh, gentleman to help with the smoke detector <laughs> and to visit your class. So anyway, sorry. So Rick Baker – you know, the, the great right? Rick Baker was, was originally doing the special effects on this film on the howling. However, left this film to uh, do an American werewolf in London. Very cool. And left his assistant. Uh, I think it's like Rob, Rob Botten. Botten. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Botten to to continue to do the special effects on the howling. And Rob Botten would later go on to do most of the special effects, I believe, in John Carpenter's The Thing the next year. Yeah. And here's the other kind of fun fact about mm-hmm. The Howling. Apparently, in a lot of ways, this was a kind of a proof of concept in some ways for to allow for gremlins to get made. So the oh, work, that's interesting. The work that was done on this allowed Joe Dante to make gremlins. There was there wouldn't have been enough sort of faith put in him, let's call it, to have done gremlins without this. So, and there are references all in Gremlins to this film, which is kind of fun to the yeah. Howling, including there's a smiley face at some point, which I need to go back and watch Gremlins always but I, sure. i've seen it recently but of course i wasn't looking out for this but there's some kind of a smiley face on the fridge in gremlins that references this calling card left behind oh in the okay. howling. yeah so that's kind of a fun little one there and then i will also say that art director robert burns mm-hmm. do you know do you know who this is no well he had previously worked on the texas chainsaw massacre oh cool and was art director on this and so there are some set pieces from the texas chainsaw massacre that appear in the howling and so if you're uh, just like bones Actually, I think one of them is like a a creature, like a being that's in a chair or something. Oh, okay. So if you're a Texas Chainsaw head, as many people are, this is a fun one to watch because you can see some of the set pieces in The Howling from that's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that's pretty much what I got for you. Okay. Let me put you on the spot. Best Joe Dante movie? Gremlins. Okay. That's a good answer. Hands down. I mean, I'm and not going to say hands down because Gremlins 2, the new batch exists. But I, I am a purist on this one, not mm. on everything. Okay. And I do. I love the chaos, the chaos tornado that Gremlins 2 is. But uh-huh. it's its own thing. And I love – I'm more nostalgic for Gremlins. And the holiday aspect gets me. And I just – I'm going to go Gremlins every time because it's so special. I guess I, I, I agree. But I don't feel good about it because Gremlins 2 is fantastic. But it's its own champion. You know what I mean? It's its own beast. Yeah. It's its own its own universe almost. No, yeah, you're right. I, I, I just – I really love chaotic Looney Tunes-inspired Joe Dante. I love um, – well, both Gremlins movies and his Twilight Zone the movie segment, which is probably my favorite sure. segment in that movie. And even later career – you know, lesser, quote unquote, lesser movies like Small Soldiers, uh, which is a movie I have a soft spot for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Joe Dante, 
Great filmmaker. The Howling, a lot of fun. Oh, and I, I said this on the episode when I just rewatched it. Um, probably the second best werewolf movie ever made behind American Werewolf in London. But I thought you didn't like American Werewolf I in do, London. I really like American Werewolf in London. I just don't think that either of those movies are the definitive werewolf movie. I don't think we've gotten a really definitively masterpiece hmm. I'm gonna of a, argue of a, that a with you on a five minute fight. I'm gonna argue okay. that American Werewolf I mean, again, in London is a movie is I really, really is like a pinnacle werewolf film. But I don't think it's a masterpiece. I think it's, it's an I think it's really good and I think the special effects are peerless, but I don't think it's a masterpiece. So we'll slate that for next five to, minute fight or some point down the road. And that's what I've got for you today. And a sidewalk home video serving a little bit today, more like, man, that's weird with some of the connections, yeah. but ultimately that is where we landed with this one. So we'll bring you some whack, probably wackier, deeper cuts on a future sidewalk home video episode. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Side Talks. We're your own personal cinematic Dance of the Vampires and Soul Doctor. Uh, Do you know what these are? No. I didn't either. But I happened to be just doing a little research for the podcast and came across the 40 worst musicals to ever play on Broadway. Wait, these are Broadway? There's they a Broadway, Broadway musical musicals. called Dance of the Vampires? Yes, yes, yes. And I'm going to tell you right now that it is not just one dancing vampire, but many dancing Draculas. And it includes the song, a version of Total Eclipse of the Heart. I want to see this. And it is I bet supposedly absolutely terrible. And then Soul Doctor is based on the life and times of the singing rabbi. So I let that sit with you for don't really want to see that. <laughs> Oh, that's what we have for you. Watch movies instead of Broadway because you could end up in the seat for Soul Doctor. Oh, I'm not sure I agree with that. Go to Broadway too. Or just Kinky Boots, which is just embarrassing to say. Oh my God. We've litigated the the musical thing before. Yeah, well, uh, and and we will again. Yeah. It's Um, called Kinky Boots. People like it. It's. I hear it's good. I've never seen oh, it. Oh, I bet it's good. I bet it's Cindy Lauper. She did the score for it the, on all the songs. Also, like we don't need a Green Day musical. Music. I just, no. Okay. I, I will say this. I am not here for musicals based on like like these jukebox box musicals that are like here's the work of Alanis Morissette or Michael Jackson or Green Day and all that stuff. You can keep it. I'm also not here for musicals based on popular Hollywood films. Like oh, terrible. Beetlejuice the musical, Shrek the musical. Supposedly Footloose was um, horrible. They're doing Just an almost horrible. famous musical. No. I don't want this that. Is, this is I don't shameful. Want I, you know, your original stage musicals that are written and designed to be performed on stage, yes, thumbs up. Give eh. me all of that you got. Eh. But all of this what? sort of like appealing to the lowest common denominator tourists on Broadway stuff, no thank you. Not into it. Now, I will say, though, that um, our our friend Lin-Manuel Miranda is apparently doing a new, new musical loosely based on Martin Scorsese's New York, New York, oh which is God. going to premiere at some point next year. And I'm no, curious enough to check that out. I don't out, like it. Are you excited about the 2001 A Space Odyssey musical? Look, I would somebody plays Stanley 100% Kubrick? see that. Really? Wait, is this a thing for real? Yeah. Stanley, somebody's going to play Stanley Kubrick. He He opens and closes it. What? Yeah, I'm, I want to see this. Are no, you kidding me? No, it doesn't me? exist. Are you fucking nuts? Oh, come on. 
Are you crazy? I bet it yeah, would the, rule. The first hour is just monkeys dancing to to Total Eclipse of the Heart. I mean, that's you've that's sold me what on Broadway it. does with stuff. you've sold me on it. All right. um, Thanks to Revelator Coffee, we appreciate your sponsorship. Thanks to Batwell Studios, of course. Of course, as always, visit us online at sidewalkfest.com or at Sidewalk Film on social media, where you can see what we've got planned at the Sidewalk Cinema. Which you know, we're gonna, we're going to show movies. That's what we've got planned. Movies. That's it. That's it. Um, so come see them with us. Okay, bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.